Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And welcome back, and we have the amazing uh, intellect and Christian author... Derek P. Gilbert. And Derek, I realized today after talking to you that you're a barbershopper like me, although I haven't been barbershopping lately. I'm so busy doing my show and podcasting and everything else. I'd like to get back to it, but I don't know if I can take the time away from everything else I'm doing that's so important. Uh, your book, The Great Inception, is really important because it's Satan psyops from Eden to Armageddon. And um, one of the things you do which intellectually, because you look at all the academic work going back hundreds of years, is you give the devil his due. Uh, one of the comments that I remember reading in the book of Acts that talked about Jesus being taken high above the temple by Satan, and Satan says, you know, you know, jump off, don't worry, the angels will catch you, you won't break your foot. Uh, and uh, Satan says, look, if you worship me, I'll give you all these kingdoms, and he showed all these kingdoms. Satan wasn't lying to Jesus. Jesus, of course, is the incarnation of God on earth. Uh, obviously, Satan is telling the truth. People don't give the devil his due, do they? You do. And you explain the ancient religions and these demigods that rebelled against God, the sons of gods that rebelled, that had territorial control over different areas of the earth, like the Prince of Persia they talk about, which is like a video game the kids have. People don't take this seriously. They take other parts of the Bible selectively and say, you know, I want the milk and cookies part of the gospel. I don't want that stuff. It's too hard on my brain. My Christian brain hurts if I read about it. But you you make it simple in, in your book. You make it simple to understand you have to understand the strategy in this and the intellect of the dark side, you know, Darth Vader and, the Prince and, and Emperor Palpatine, you got to give the devil his due. They're scary, smart, and evil. And people just don't get it, do they? Well, no, and I think it's because we're not taught this in our churches. Uh, I got an email from a, a, a woman today, and it was, it, it's, it's kind of hard to read because it's really sad uh, she she's read my book she she watches us on skywatch tv and and understands the, the the arguments that we're making which is that there are things that god has done in the bible that only make sense in the context of this spiritual war this supernatural war taking place right that the, that the apostles and prophets were very aware of i mean paul made it very clear when he wrote to the church at ephesus we're not wrestling against human opponents 
Right. The right. principalities and powers that he writes about uh, are, are supernatural entities, intelligent evil that wants to that wants to hurt us. Yeah. Uh, there are things that God did in the Old Testament, especially, but well, in the New Testament as well, that make more sense, or, or sometimes don't make any sense unless you understand them in in that uh, context. And she said her pastor has uh, been talking about this almost every week, it seems, for the past month or so, just saying, well, you know, Zeus and uh, Apollo and these other uh, entities that are mentioned, Baal and Asherah and Molech and Chemosh, that are mentioned in the Bible, were just imaginary. And what? That that uh, why would why would God, why would God put imaginary stuff in the Bible? Does he think it's a children's book? It's not. Well, I think you know, and of course it's explained away by saying, well, you know, God is is condemning these people around ancient Israel for believing in these uh, these imaginary beings. It's like they you know, like kids create an imaginary friend. Uh, you've got whole societies that created imaginary. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think it gives people credit enough. These people wanted to gain power. The evil right. people gain power by worshiping these beings because they gave them technology, just like the Nephilim, the fallen ones that Michael Heiser talks about. The two hundred he called reversing Hermon, and Hermon was the mountain where these two hundred Nephilim came down and transferred their agronomics, metallurgy, pharmacology, which is called sorceries in Greek, mm -hmm. uh, and genetic engineering. People don't know. These are not stupid beings. Think of it this way, okay, Star Wars. Think of it like you're in a, a mind space where you've got beings that might have been around for umpteen, maybe thousands or even millions of years. They're transgalactic. They're both physical and spiritual. If we, a thousand or ten thousand years from now, will be so advanced. Other beings from another world might think we're angels or we're supernatural. When, in fact, we're just advanced. But we, if we are godly, we're pretty damn dangerous. And the problem is... These beings are dangerous, and remember it says in the Bible that one-third of the angels or the beings in the universe rebelled against God. That's not a good thing, and people don't understand that. That's why the lake of fire we are in the second realm, the realm of the spiritual collective consciousness, etc., of the soul. One-third of these angelic supernatural beings rebelled, and they didn't just have spiritual, if you want to call it existence, they had physical bodies. That's why they could genetically engineer and hybridize with humans to create the giants of old. I mean, people don't believe this, but it's a fact. That's why if you read the book of Enoch, which, by the way, got outlawed by the early apostate church in the 3rd century when the Catholic Church gets taken over by the pagans and Constantine, and your book and the work of Michael Heiser and other Christian authors undoes this the academic apostasy and restores it to intellectual accuracy to show, just like Jonathan Gray, the facts of the matter are we need to show some respect for evil. If we show some respect, we'll know what our enemy is, and we'll have a much better approach to this problem. But Milk and Cookies Gospel by these pastors, they need to get a life, don't they? Well, it, it, uh, it is sad that they're coming out of seminary believing that these uh, entities are, are imaginary because it leaves them unprepared to counsel people who want to understand why bad things happen to good people. Um, well, there's, there's three things happening now that I've noticed. I, when I go on the blogosphere and the Internet... There's so many exorcisms and so much demonic activity, you got to say something's going on. It's not just in America, it's all over the world. The second thing is when you see the kind of policies and, and activities of people, look at this one, uh, Frederica Wilson and her little crazy cowboy hats, and she looks like a cartoon character from a children's show that's, you know, really evil. And she's coming up and even criticizing General Kelly. Some of this stuff is so over the top, it's like, uh... Please don't respond to this woman anymore. Please do not let this continue to be a dialogue in the public. It's nauseating to disrespect our fallen heroes in the military and the police. It's really, really aggravating. And then when we see the churches, 
They're now in two weeks. They're going to actually sign an accord with the Vatican and this Jesuit Pope, the first Jesuit Pope of 700 years, is saying you can't have a personal relationship with Jesus and we're going to accept Muslims. They even had a ceremony with the previous Pope. He looks like the Emperor Palpatine, the previous Pope, was still alive. <laughs> and they had a ceremony on a mountain that overlooks Bethlehem and Nazareth and uh, with uh, imams, uh, with the Jewish uh, rabbis and with Christian so-called leaders, church leaders in the Orthodox Church. And now a quarter of all Christianity is going to sign this accord that, hey, yeah, we're buds with the Vatican again. It's like, duh, 500 years of Protestant Reformation doesn't mean anything? You've got to be kidding. These churches are dead. I can't go to them. I do not have enough spiritual anti-nauseans in my system to actually go to one of these damn churches. I can't. I'd walk in and I'd start barfing spiritually as soon as I walk in, or I'd ask questions, and they would probably try to cart me out. Now, I'm not an easy guy to cart. <laughs> but I tell you, I would cause a lot of disruption going to their service. I'd be up to talk to the front, to the pastor at the end. Did you say this? Did you say that? Do you know the scripture? And they'd be saying all kinds of what I call uh, churchiness. The uh, churchiness of these, no wonder, no wonder, like when I watched this show last night with the uh, Jericho, this thing about you know Armageddon battle in their little town in Kansas, Oh, they, had yeah. church, they had church, all right, but there was no talk about God. There was no talk about didn't was didn't show Jesus on the cross or off the cross. Didn't have any kind of sacri, you know, like uh, you know, spiritual kind of uplifting speech about you know the fallen ones and they've gone to heaven. They just said we're we're humans. I'm thinking that's not really a good thing. <laughs> Do you know where the origin of the word human came from? No, I can tell you. This is really quite gross. If you go to the uh, castle in Edinburgh, Scotland, you'll see a picture. On the capitals inside these castles, there of the Green Man. Do you know who the Green Man was? The Green sure. Man. The Green Man, of course, refers to them as humans. And if you look at the at the uh, original agreement between the lords of the Europe uh, of Britain and the king, uh, it was the uh, what was it called? The uh, original agreement that eventually formed Parliament. And in that agreement, oh, the Magna called, Carta. The Magna Carta and the Magna Carta. They actually called. Those who could own property, the lords or bales of the land, and this is interesting, they're called bales, <laughs> uh, were humans. When human means serpent man. Did you know that? So humans mean serpent man, and they refer to everybody else as a manster or monster. So the word monster actually came out of the fact that the humans or the bales that owned the property could own land in Britain and Scotland, considered everybody else a manster or a soulless monster. So... It's not really a good thing to call someone a human. <laughs> it means you're a serpent man. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> Did not know. Right out of the Magna Carta. It's right in print. You can read it. No, Dr. Diggle. You got to read. I learned it at age three, even before I went to school. It's a very important skill called reading. Read your book, too, and you'll find out, oh, my gosh, you'll have lots of OMG moments. Welcome back. So uh, let's go through the Great Inception. And we were doing some chapters. We're going to continue, uh, and part three is coming up. I think in a week or two we'll probably do the part three. If you go to, uh, to Nutramedical.com, you can go to our media website, eagle-network.com, or you can go to our YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Patreon, Spreaker, etc. We put these out uh, so people can watch the, your amazing videos. And all of the shows, by the way, if they go to eagle-network, we have a, a specific subpage just for Derek B. Gilbert, that any shows we do and every topics I cross-index them uh, is there. You can watch it. It's all free. You can download it. You can take 
an audio or video clip you can send to your friends, put it on Facebook. Uh, the biggest frustration I have is that people don't ask better questions. I don't expect them to worship what I say. In fact, I'd, I want people to wrestle with it, just like, you know, Jacob wrestled with the, his relationship with God, who became, his name got changed to Israel. He one who wrestled with God. That's what it means. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm really concerned that what you do in your book, some people mistake, like this lady who's a Christian, is like, obviously, she watches Skywatch TV, she reads your book, and she's still confused. She's had, and I, I remember hearing about people that have had near-death experiences reading this book that I've heard called Imagine Heaven. And they're talking about in some of the book, that, and I'm hearing indirectly from one of the people that are reading it, that in Imagine Heaven, people of other quote, religious backgrounds see either an orb or they see a, a, a man besides God. And in other words, they get this feel-good gospel that there's lots of ways to get to heaven. This is exactly what the Pope's teaching, isn't it? Uh, you know, Jesus says, you know, there's only one way to heaven, that's for me, Jesus, Yeshua. And I, I think one people don't understand is the definition of evil is to do anything other than the will of God. Well, you've got to consult God first before you know what his will is. Reading his Bible and praying. And using common decent sense and the pull of your spirit to say, you know, that's a bad thing, stop doing it. Or don't think that there's a kind of a feel-good gospel that everybody can get in. You know, that's why all these ancient uh, people believed in these different demigods. They said, well, God made them, they must be good. Even while I'm doing evil stuff, you know, like they had their temple prostitutes and everything. Well, you know, this is what we do in Greece. This is what we do in Turkey or Babylonia or whatever. Uh, people don't get it, do they? Well, again, it's it's nothing that we're taught in in church. We we and most Americans, most American Christians, uh, don't open their Bibles. Um, there are some places in the Bible where we're past our spirit of tread, and because most of us aren't uh, uh, going there on our own, we uh, we're on a, this this battlefield, the supernatural battlefield that that Paul described uh, when he when he wrote this that we're not wrestling against human opponents, basically. The, the, the people that we need to be worried about are not the people whose names are in the headlines. It's the principalities and powers, these, these spiritual entities that are manipulating them and, uh, and using them as, as either... As proxy, yeah. Yeah, un, unwitting yeah. dupes or, or as yeah. uh, useful idiots, uh, people right. who think that they're, they're um, you know, an, an important part of the plan, not realizing well, that they're disposable in, in the grand scheme of things to these these entities. Uh, they're well, the ones that we need. The entities are running things. That's why it's not the CIA or the deep state or Donald Trump or the Democrats. They're just the, I call the clay, the shell, the transdimensional entities either insert thoughts or we call living beings. Either mm -hmm. way, are you demonic op oppression or possession? People like Hillary Clinton, for example, she's from a long line of wizards and warlocks and witches for many centuries. She's possessed. She's a person of clay and iron. Clay being human flesh, iron being the transdimensional entity that's running her just like an avatar video game. You can see it even in her eyes, the way she moves. It's like, she doesn't have Parkinson's disease. She's got, she's got a parked <laughs> demonic spirit. That's a different kind of Parkinson's. It's parked in her soul, <laughs> the spirit of this entity. So, or, or parked in sin. Parked in sin, that's it. Ah, I love that. Parked in sin, you, you beat me to it. That's an even better term. <laughs> parked in sin. She's got parked in sin instead of Parkinson. That's good. Oh, my gosh. You went up me there. That's good. Um, 
what do we do? I mean, how do we get around this? Because I, several weeks ago, and I get these periodic bursts where over years I have all of a sudden a whole bunch of visions and dreams. I'm having a lot of really bad dreams the last few weeks. The spiritual warfare in heaven has really heated up in October. I can tell you, I don't go to sleep, I go to coma. I have to take enough natural medications to stop a white rhino in full charge. And the reason is, when I go to dream at night, I'm having dreams like Mount Vesuvius going off, earthquakes in Northern California. These fires, you can damn well be determined, or I call in the movie, even Geostorm comes out on Friday, and they say, oh, it's got a terrible budget. It's still showing us through two theaters, and it'll be around here next, this Friday, when I go to, to watch it with my wife. Geostorm costs $120 million to do. They tell you straight up that the the weather's being modified. Uh, we've been doing this for seven decades at one level or another. There's five nations that can move storms around, like, you know, I think around 12 years ago, Sao Paulo, Brazil, was about to be hit by a giant cyclone, and the Russians called on and said, hey, we see a cyclone heading toward you. Do you want us to move it away for X number of rubles? And the Brazilians say, you're kidding. You can. And they flew an Aeroflot jet and moved the storm away so it didn't strike Sao Paulo which is the largest city in the Southern Hemisphere, like 26 million. It's a big city. So um, I don't think people understand when they see blocking highs out, drying out the northern uh, areas of Northern California that are on fire, and there may be even pyromaniacs there. If you don't see us not really having proper missile defense from multiple presidents, like going right back to Ronald Reagan, these guys didn't do their job. So North Korea can strike us. I had uh, Jason Burgess on the show just a month and a half ago, a CENTCOM uh, former officer that actually gave lots of classified information, I think he's terrified to come back on the show because he realized, ah, I'm just going to go on Deagle's show. I'm sure he got a visit and a call. They said, shut the heck up, Jason. <laughs> you went on to talk to Dr. Deagle. We know this boy. We don't like Dr. Deagle. In fact, we can't kill a sucker because if we did, you out there, you people who think otherwise Deagle's a nutball, you might actually believe him. So if we kill this carcass, dang it, that's not going That's a bad side effect. The same way, well, I'm sure with your book, people don't realize this spiritual battle is not a minor thing, is it? When you got people like Hillary Clinton stomping around the lectern and their uh, their con- and she's saying to Donald Trump, and Donald, by the way, he usually has an orange tint to him. But he went white when she said, "You know, how dare they let, not let us have late-term abortions where you stick the scissors in the back of the brain, suck the brains out." Ninety-three percent of abortionists that do first trimester abortions wouldn't even do it. Yet she's stomping around like, "How dare you, Donald Trump, prevent women from having late-term abortions rates at the moment of delivery?" It's like, what? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This woman, and I can tell you from my classified sources, she gets off on human snuff of children of her demonic ceremonies. She's a snuff maniac. Not good. People say, oh, that only happened in ancient Babylon. I said, I'm sorry. Why do you think John Podesta and these people are doing, you know, <laughs> demonic ceremonies? They're embedded in our government, embedded everywhere, that this isn't real? I'm thinking, they don't believe it, do they? They don't really think, oh, that can't happen in America. Are you kidding? Uh, I've had experts on the program and talked about just how much of this stuff is going on. You know, the days of, uh, of Baal and... and, uh, and uh, Ashtoreth, by the way, the symbol that the Israelis talk about, the symbol of David, that six-pointed star, that's a symbol of the fertility goddess of human sacrifice in the spring, Ashtoreth. It's not an Israeli symbol. This is not the symbol of David. It's gross. When we come back, we're going to hear from Derek. I did too much talk in that segment. 
But I'll tell you, I'm a little activated. I have I have these horrifying dreams of disaster, so the spiritual battle is definitely going on in the heavenlies. Something's going on and coming real quick. Yeah, I've been having... So, Derek, if... And I want to talk about this in terms of the higher spiritual thing. Part of the reason why people are not spiritual is their brains numb down. That's why I have nutraceuticals that not only clear your body of toxins, but toxic heavy metals and toxic chemicals. We have Indiami that remineralizes your pineal gland, which is the cord of living waters, the silver cord attaches to your soul. We have nutraceuticals that detoxify you, because a lot of times when you see people that can't logically think, you say, well, they're just stupid. No, the word stupid is an excuse when you actually are systematic about it, you actually, if you did a quantitative electroencephalogram, or if I measured organic acids or gave nutraceuticals to wake up to their frontal lobes, the people don't think because they don't have the thinking part of their brain working. That's why they may need cognition plus and brain power. A lot of people, including these pastors that you know have been trained up in these seminaries or the pastorate schools to believe certain things, it's not just. Uh, a lack of logic it's lack of ability to even have logic so the population that gets more toxic both physiologically is toxic spiritually which is why they're willing to accept craziness like this Pope and the crazy statements they're making which basically rolls back history pre the uh, Protestant Reformation so the psyops that's going on right now I really believe the spiritual battle in the heavenlies is really going on I mean we don't see it in the physical realm because you don't see cities blowing up and we don't see economic crash and everything yet or tsunamis but I believe that the spiritual battle is really getting rocking and rolling because when I go to bed at night you know I'm racked the last few weeks with mind blowing bad stuff and I'm a very positive person I think God's still on the throne he's not nervous but things are going to heat up and get ugly and the ugliness the worst one is ignorance the ignorance of the so-called believers is part of the reason why we're, uh, I call God with his sense of humor. He gave us Trump and Pence. He's blown the trumpet of God, means judgments on America and the world. And Pence, it's time to repent or else. Now, God's long-suffering, but there is an end to grace, isn't there? And a lot of people, oh, that grace, that's Catholic. I said, no, grace is logical. God gives you grace because he's going to want to restore you. He loves you, and even if you're a piece of human garbage. But he wants to restore you, but if there's an end to grace, there's a beginning of judgment, isn't there? Yeah, that day is coming, and that's uh, not not something that uh, people want to think about. It's certainly not something most pastors talk about. It's it's certainly a lot more popular to talk about uh, God wants you to be happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. But like I said in, in the first uh, half hour, the... Uh, the uh, you know, observable reality isn't always that pleasant. There are times when bad things just happen to good people. And if you properly understand this spiritual war and this rebellion of these these small g gods, these fallen angels, if it's you know if you want to think of them that way, uh, that explains that. That worldview explains why um, this this happy gospel that we're 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 all supposed to get what we want every time and God is you know somehow obligated to do for us what we want um, yeah it does, and that's it a good one to do for us see, yeah it doesn't words, fit what we can see in the world around us yeah God's not a doofus in other words <laughs> do for us <laughs> he, he, it's, yes right he, he's not a genie in a lamp who, who comes every time we call just have to rub your Bible and God pops out and he says yes what is your wish 
Your mm-hmm. wishes, my command. No. He works it this way. God determines what is good, and even if you're suffering or dying of cancer, God's with you. If I was going to say, what's the gospel? The first thing is, number one, Jesus said that honor God with your heart, mind, and soul, and treat your neighbor as if you treat yourself. I would add a corollary to that and say, your neighbor is yourself. How's that? Mm-hmm. And I'd say also, it's important for people to understand, this battle is going to heat up. It's, people think, well, there won't be a culmination. This won't get really bad. Well, I watched this stupid series on Jericho, and it gets, it's obviously Hollywood did it. I call it Hollywood. And it, it's pointless because it doesn't talk about real spiritual faith in the middle of disaster of Jericho where cities are bombed like Atlanta and Denver, etc. It doesn't face the fact that humanity is not the goal here to be saved. It's the, the only way we can truly be good is to go do God's will. What we do in our own eyes is always, even if it looks, tastes, and smells good, is always evil. In fact, the most noxious form of evil looks good, tastes good, and smells good. That's nasty, isn't it? And people don't get that. That's why when you hear this, uh, you know, this idea of near-death experiences of, hey, if you're not a Christian, hey, God's uh, kind of long-suffering. He'll he'll put up with you. I don't think so. If a lot of people got into heaven without the proper qualifications that are laid out in the Bible, heaven would be pretty hellish, wouldn't it? It would not be a place where you want to go. How's that? Well, it's what the uh, transhumanist movement uh, is is trying to create here on Earth, even though they don't realize it. What they're trying to do is create a world filled with people who have not changed the way they act or behave in any way, but will live forever. That sounds like a definition of hell to me. Right, or the download, like Ray Kurzweil, their consciousness into some kind of cyberspace. Now, by the way, the technology that I'm releasing in December, God warned me about a month ago, that the same technology that talks about the quantum physics applied to biological systems to restore the years of mankind to the years of Methuselah is the same technology that will allow you to hack bidirectional consciousness into the humans. It also allows you to hack and control the genetics of all life forms on Earth or off, off the planet and other worlds. So I said, why did you do this, God? He said, because you are my son and servant, and you'll tell them the truth and warn them, don't go down that pathway. Don't open the Xbox that lets your children hack into consciousness and go to a cyber brothel or warrior battlefield in cyberspace because they won't come out. If you think the heroin and PCP and other things are bad, this is thousands of times worse. You're going in. You're, it says in the Bible, in fact, it gives you a proscription that if you take this so-called mark, which means you worship the system including cyberspace, I call it the bottomless pit, you're not coming back. You're lost. You're done. Game's over, isn't it? Well, so the Bible tells us, I mean, if you uh, take that mark and worship the beast. The worship of the beast is entering cyberspace bidirectionally. It's the ultimate drug. And people don't see this coming. In fact, the cell phone companies are saying, five to seven years, guys. I'm thinking, okay, uh, this year, I don't know if you watch some of the videos out now, whether it's uh, Nostradamus or or, um, the other so-called, the sleeping prophet back in the 40s in America here, uh, Edgar Cayce, they're talking about Jesus coming back in 2018. I'm thinking, no, no. I'm sure that he didn't say any specific date or date setting and so on. But I can tell you, if you're just a Berean or in Sons of Issachar, or you're just reading your Bible and read books like yours, you don't have to know a specific date. You just know things are looking really bad. And, and if you're just watching things, you say, look, for example, Jared Kushner set up a, the first stage of layer one of the treaty, which is Hamas and, and Fatah are okay now with each other. That's not good. And the second stage is the caliphate, 
is going to be set up in the Mount of Olives, which is where Jesus ascended to heaven. Uh, and that's going to be called Al Quds, and it's supported by this best friend of President Erdogan of Turkey, who's now taken on himself dictatorial powers, and he's in a big war with our intel agencies in America. Uh, this guy, Erdogan, has got the largest palace built on Earth in human history. Do you know that? His palace is the largest palace ever built on Earth, even going back to ancient times. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Larger than the, uh, you know, what's that, the... The thing in France, you know, the uh, Bastille. No, I'm Louis, talking about the, the, the. No, I'm not talking about the Louvre. I'm talking about the palace of King Louis the Fourteenth. No, Versailles. Versailles. Yeah. This is apparently many times the size of Versailles. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he, so, he does have delusions of grandeur. That's for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, he, well, I'm sure that they're energized because his best friend claims himself to be the Mahdi. That and one of the signs, and I'm saying this in advance, you'll say, "Well, how did Eagle know that?" I said because. I got God on speed dial. And he told me the sign after they get this first stage done is that when Israel and the, and the Turkey, because Turkey is really, really important in this whole end time thing, when they agree with this Mahdi, set up this caliphate in, in Jerusalem, you'll see the terrorism by Sunni and Shiite Islam disappear, at least on the surface, until all hell breaks loose later. Mm-hmm. But it'll just go, where'd it go? How come we don't see them driving buses into people in Berlin or whatever? No. It's going to stop for a while. And you're going to say, wow, the Pope was right. You know, there's an entire division of the Pentalpha division of the Arch- of the uh, Cardinals that's actually adopted Islam as the second uh, religion. They're actually both Catholic and Islamic. Did you know that? Pentalpha. Whoa. Scary stuff. So we're uh, only a couple weeks out. From the Pope declaring the end of the Protestant Reformation, I guess by that I'm going to say, I'm going to be real bold here. He's declaring, guess what? I'm the prophet of a new age of peace, and I think we know he's probably the false prophet by that stage. Not good. body in shape and you want to get our nutraceuticals nutramedical.com and you want to heal your body of toxins because a lot of people to be honest with you i don't think they have the capacity to think anymore what i see happening on a biological level is i see calcification of the pineal gland i see a feminization of males with toxic uh, halide chemicals that are logging onto the female receptor i see people that really can't think anymore i think we've reached what we call the nadir or the highest point of human intellect and I would say the vast majority of younger people that are in their 20s and 30s, they're not as smart as we are in our 60s, believe it or not, even though we're older, because they've been so toxic with genetically modified food and also stupid ideas. Look at the universities in America. You don't have people having a proper dialogue to see if they can actually analyze ideas and even can engage with people with opposite views. It's almost toxic to even discuss uh, Christianity, in fact, one of the comments made recently about a new senatorial candidate, even Bernie Sanders says, because he has such a strong Christian faith, it's too toxic to bring the strong Christian into the political realm. I mean, really? You're kidding. You mean, in a Christian America, based on the Constitution, which is based on the Bible, Bernie Sanders has the nerve as a Jew to say that he's too much of a strong Christian that you can't even have him in the public dialogue? Wow. 
I mean, the left is so beyond conception. That's why this one wants to continue this dialogue. Frederica Wilson. And uh, what's the other one in California, the other black uh, congresswoman? And she said, apparently, uh, last night, she says she wants to take Trump out. I mean, the way she said that she had a cheer from the audience is that she was going to try to make sure that there was a SWAT team or somebody would kill him. I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding. A personal threat against the president, and this woman's still walking around talking and threatening? Wow. I mean, it shows you that there's complete spiritual breakdown of common decency and reasonableness, isn't there? You can disagree with people. You don't want a SWAT team to present. Are you kidding? So um, I think that there's a leakage across the spiritual realm into the physical. And it's not just it's not just Democrats. It's rhino Republicans like George Bush. George Bush Jr. has made comments that he should have been making when the abominator, this monster, this closet Muslim, was making all kinds of accusations against him and blaming him for everything, including the weather. And yet <clears throat> what we have right now is George Bush making vile comments with obviously the speechwriter is an idiot about Donald Trump and saying, Donald Trump isn't perfect, but man, he's at least trying. He's at least, I mean, I consider him a high-level white hat mason trying to do the best he can. We're going to try to pray this man into becoming a real-life Christian president. I call him Trump Pinocchio. <laughs> you know, someday he'll be a real live boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but people don't get it and think, okay. I think Trump is developing a testimony just because they're persecuting him so much because he's coming in opposition to the global satanic overlords, you know, the you know, pedagate, which is a pedophile satanic network. So people don't realize how deeply embedded in our government they are. Uh, but this goes right back to the ancient mystery religions that you teach about in your book, The Great Inception. It's tied to things like incubi. You know what the incubi are, right? Mm-hmm. Sexual yeah. demonic warrior demons. They're the highest order of demonic entities under Satan. Are incubi and the uh, and the uh, succubi. People don't know that, do they? Where do you get that, Deagle? I'm thinking. No, I didn't get it from James Weir's book of demonology in 1535, written in Britain. No, it's in the Bible. Oh, you mean the same Bible? My people, my pastor tells me I should believe every line of scripture, every jot and tittle. Even if you go back to the original, get your greens interlinear, and you read it and go, well, my pastor can't explain that because your pastor is brainless. And they're dangerous to the gospel because they won't deal with these spiritual things. So you walk into the, the force of spiritual ideas and you don't realize you're just about to be eaten alive spiritually because you don't understand this. That's why your book gives you kind of like the great inception. It gives you the psyops. It tells you this is how dangerous things are when you send your kid off to college. This is how dangerous you are if you turn on MSNBC or read a wrong book. Like, imagine heaven, and they tell you other religions are perfectly okay, and God is kind of long-suffering, and, hey, you're pretty good. I'll let you in, even though you're a Buddhist. I don't think so. I think there are really nice, temporal human beings that don't live in eternity. I think God selects out those who believe and do his will, period. I don't think he gives a pass to everybody just because they're kind of nice people on earth, even though they believe in, you know, Allah or Buddha or whatever. They don't make it. That's the truth. And we should have a desperation to serve the gospel to them, shouldn't we? Not think that, hey, they're okay too, because they're much, in fact, I can tell you, there's probably lots of nicer people than me that are going to not make it into heaven. People don't get that, do they? Well, no, and, you know, Jesus was, uh, judging by the standards of our modern world, Jesus was one of the most intolerant people ever. I mean, we, we always hear about the, the nice Jesus who, who ate with 
sinners right. and tax collectors and publicans and, and, and prostitutes and so forth, but they don't talk about the Jesus who said, you know, no one comes to the Father except through me. They don't come to the Father through Confucius or through Buddha or through, uh, or, or through Muhammad. Zoro, they all do or Zoro, Zoroaster, the right. Iranian, uh, you know, demigod thing, Zoroaster, which is a very ancient religion. Yeah, right. I mean, with all due respect to those people, and you're right, there are very nice people who are in those religions. There are very nice people who claim not to believe anything at all. But uh, un unfortunately, Jesus, and I, I won't claim to know exactly what God's will is on any of these things. All I know is what the Bible records of Jesus' words. Well, and it's pretty straightforward he, for he me. He made it pretty clear. It, he made it pretty it, clear. It, it, well, the thing that had broken Eden was Eve believed the serpent that said, hey, you don't need to pray to ask God what's good or evil. You can take from the tree of, the, of knowledge of good and evil yourself. Now, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, people don't understand this. It means you don't have to pray to God. You can find out what's good or evil on your own. God let you allow and name all the animals. You knew all these things. You've been around almost a thousand years. You don't need God now, man. You've gone to God school. You're done. You're graduated. you got the little God hat on. You graduate. You're cool. Satan convinced Eve, and she told Adam, and he said, You know what? I think you're right, Eve. I think you got it. I think we don't need to ask God what's good or evil. We can just do it even if it looks pretty good. And God said, who, what are you doing? Why, you know, da, da, da. And then they had to cover their nakedness because they were naked to God's insight to the fact that they were deciding on their own what was good or evil. The thing that separated from God wasn't that they were killing things or doing evil stuff that was really vile. It was doing stuff that God didn't approve of. And these other religions are not approved. As I say, there are nice temporal beings that are not going to live in eternity. When they die, they cease to exist. And there's uh, eternal beings, which is us, saved people. And some of us are not necessarily wonderful people before we get saved. There's murderers that get saved in prison. There's people who turn to God before they go on death row. There's people who have done abortions and repented. you got to understand, God has some rabble that are going to heaven. Because they now once they have a relationship with God, until their day of... When their last auction molecule leaves their mitochondria, they serve the Most High God, and God loves them. Because you know what they finally realize? You know what, God? You're my Father. You're the source of everything that I am. And there's only one way to live in eternity, and that's for my soul and your spirit to fuse to make me a new being. And that, that surrender is what makes us eternal. And that doesn't happen in other religions. And so there's lots of nice people going to hell, that are going to cease to exist, isn't there? Lots of nice yeah. people. And there's a, lot of t there's a temptation uh, for, for us to try to earn our way there. Um, because, uh, yeah, point system, yeah. Spiritual pride, right, a point system. Um, if we do, and sadly, a lot of people who call themselves Christian are, are under this delusion that we can somehow do enough good things to earn our way into heaven. Uh, that, that is... Um, that's an error that needs to be corrected. Well, it's, that's it's like, like the, uh, it's like the dispensation that the you know the, I think it's, they had this saying back in the Middle Ages where they started this idea of the if the soul went into the kind of the collection cup the, the the soul popped out of purgatory. Like mm -hmm. I think they I don't know the exact saying but it's actually when somebody says it correctly it's pretty funny. It's like the soul pops out of purgatory as soon as you drop the money in the collection plate. It's like ah uh, you know buying a novena and all this other foolishness. It's like. That's pretty well, gross. Again, it's it's very much like some of the religion of the ancients uh, who lived around ancient Israel, who believed that uh, when you died, your quality of life uh, after death depended on how how uh, uh, depended on what your descendants did. 
You know, they had to provide for you after death. It's a very similar thing. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Very, very old, old. It's a very, very old belief. And by the way, that's really embedded into China. That's why the biggest, uh, if you want a Kairaj, is not going back to the Middle East for the, there's the, the, you know, the, the, the Hajj. It's all the Chinese going back to China by the tens of millions uh, for their, their Chinese New Year because they worship their ancestors. And again, this is ties to Confucianism and all the other isms. There are all these ancient, crazy beliefs that you know, your ancestors needed to come back or they're not going to do well. <laughs> Weird stuff. Again, believe it or not, if you don't have the intel information in this book, get it. Skywatch TV uh, bookstore, The Great Inception, Satan Psyops from Eden to Armageddon. We'll do part three probably in about a week and a half, two weeks. And we yeah. need to get you back on soon. Uh, amazing discussion. Derek P. Gilbert coming up tomorrow. First hour, Carapar University. Uh, we'll be talking about cardiovascular. Dr. Bob Teal will be back for the Continuing Church of God. Josh Bernstein on Wednesday and Jonathan Gray from New Zealand. Beforeus.com. And we'll be talking about it because he's going to have a special presentation on the 31st. The end of the Prophets and Reformation by the false prophet himself, Pope Francis the Devil. Uh-huh. Catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.